0: so hey welcome to gospel rant i'm dr bill senior this is gospel rant number 116 we're on our series on the enneagram uh what difference does the enneagram make it's very popular amongst young adults and, and, and a lot of other people i was raised thinking it was evil some kind of witchcraft but i'm finding out that it just isn't that at all uh, my interest is, how do there I... There was a
1: day when people thought most women were witches, you
0: know? <laughs> and, and welcome to Allie Sinyard, uh, my beloved millennial uh, daughter. So uh, And she happens to be more of an expert on this than I am, <laughs> but not a, I mean, you, you would say you're not a, a full-blown... Enneagram licensed expert. <laughs> Do they have them? Well, By
1: definition, I'm not a licensed expert. Yeah. You can actually get trained to be an Enneagram coach. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, so okay. it's, a thing. it's <laughs> so a thing. That's why I feel it's
0: wrong. Okay. All right. Well, maybe this will be your first step towards that, right? You get, maybe we get credit. Can we give credit to people who listen to the podcast? Ooh. We'll give credit. There we go. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. So without any further, uh, 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 interruptions. <laughs> if, if you want an overview, we did an overview uh, a couple of podcasts back, so go t- go back and listen to that. We're going to get right into uh, Enneagram Number One. So, as an introduction, I want to read just a real short piece from the Road Back to You, an Enneagram Journey to Self Discovery. Uh, uh, the author does a pretty good job of, of at the beginning of each chapter, say, what is it like to be a one or a two or a three or a nine, so forth. So here we go. Just real quickly, this is what it's like to be a one. And then, Allie, take over. So number one, people have told me that I can be overly critical and judgmental. Two, I beat myself up when I make mistakes. Three, I don't feel comfortable when I try to relax. There's too much to be done. Four, I don't like it when people ignore or break the rules, like when the person in the fast lane at the grocery store has more items than allowed. Five, details are important to me. Six, I often find that I'm comparing myself to others. Seven, I if I say I'll do it, I'll do it it's hard for me, eight, it's hard for me to let go of resentment. Nine, I think it's my responsibility to leave the world better than I found it. Ten, I have lots of self-discipline. Eleven, I try to be careful and thoughtful about how I spend money. Twelve, it seems to me that things are either right or wrong. Thirteen, I spend lots of time thinking about how I could be a better person. Fourteen, forgiveness is hard for me. Fifteen, I notice immediately when things are wrong or out of place. Sixteen, I worry a lot. Seventeen, I'm Really disappointed when other people don't do their part. 18, I like routine and don't readily embrace change. 19, I do my best when working on a project and I wish others would do the same so I wouldn't have to redo their work. And 20, I often feel like I try harder than others to do things correctly. sally I mean, sounds like an interesting person.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah I feel like that about sums it up the The friends that I have who and I am not a one, so I will say that disclaimer, um, so I am not an expert on N, <laughs> but also have not lived life as a one. Yeah. in fact, that is my lucky fin, as I like to call it, or the wing that is not fully developed of myself um, mm-hmm. but the the friends one, that is, have, one is one of your wings. Uh, as a nine, you have a wing on either side. Um, yeah. So you're supposed to actually develop both, but, um, yeah. So ones stereotypically tend to be more type a more organized, Mm -hmm. um, not always. And that is a stereotype. Um, but there is that running desire to be right. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not to be the best, but to be right. like there is an understanding of right versus wrong. um and the the friends that have typically um latched on the Enneagram have really latched on to the idea of this inner critic or this voice that is always telling them um that they could be better. so um one of, in the list it mentioned this idea that they can they can tend towards criti- criticizing others, yeah, uh, but I think even more so. Um, they're always critical of themselves.
0: Um, it turns inward.
1: Yeah, so there's this this idea of of black and white and um, striving for perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which can be a really great thing. Like they mm-hmm. get things done. Um, my experience of ones is that they often own up when they mess something up, um, whether that be relationally or whatever. They are the the ones who will step up and fix it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't often have to, to, to fish, uh, which as a nine, I'm passive aggressive and (laughs) that's what I do. Um, and so ones will often um, kind of just approach me and say, I, I did this or
0: really just out of um, the blue.
1: Yeah. Which I've really appreciated. So, um,
0: because that's the right thing to do and they're convicted of that that's the idea
1: that's the right thing to do i guess I, I will say like on the reverse side of that that could show up in in the sense of and i will say i think those people are pretty healthy ones and <laughs> right um on the reverse side of that there there can be this um yeah they the shift of one in in stress can go to a 4 um <laughs> which um can look more um, internal and um oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's it's that self-critical um woe is me i'll never be good enough kind of mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. um and then in growth can go to a seven which is the enthusiast or the person who um will, will run to the next exciting thing. So Mm -hmm. a one at their best is chasing those opportunities to go and reform or find something and make it better.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It seems, it sounds like a healthy one you want around. I mean, they get stuff done, they run things, they manage, they delegate when they're healthy. Yeah, I
1: believe. um, And I think this is, is listed in the road back to you. um, But um, I'm pretty sure that MLK was a, a one like they have. Yep. Let me see. Here's yep. here's a list according to en- the Enneagram Institute. But just a few, um, Michelle Obama, Al Gore, Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Mm, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Celine Dion. Yes. Tina Fey. Um, <laughs> SNL's the church lady. <laughs> oh, definitely. So like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Meryl Streep. So you see this idea of like good versus bad um things are very black and white but also you see here's confucius confucius plato uh joan of arc uh, people who stood up and fought for something nelson mandela Mm
0: -hmm. to do what's right
1: yeah to do what's right
0: so um in the road back to you he talks about deadly sins um and he says that that anger and resentment are the deadly sins of the one Hmm. So,
1: yeah, well, I'll react first to um and I'm not sure the exact language used to it, but 8, 9 and 1 are all part of the anger triad. Um mm-hmm. so it's based on their relationship with anger, anger being the core emotion. Um so the way I have been or it's been explained to me is that a 1 um uses that anger to to change something. So they are um internalizing the anger and then doing something about it. And, um, and so, forward. yeah. So in that sense, I see a one's relationship with anger as a very healthy thing because if they can identify the anger, mm-hmm. um, then they can use that as a tool to instill passion. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anger on its own in its purest form is a sin, right? right. Um, as righteous anger. Yep. Righteous anger. And that's what I think a one would be known for that phrase of righteous mm-hmm. anger. Like they literally see something wrong and they will go and fix it, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lord willing, Anna. <laughs> if it's something that is truly um, an
0: injustice, um, that's when they're healthy. Uh,
1: yes, yeah. All of this is contingent on um, on health and unhealth because it, we all yeah. swing in all the ways. Um, I think resentment comes from. I mean, those things that you said on the list of um, why are other people not. <laughs> not yeah. trying as hard as me or why do people yeah. not see the world the same as
0: me i'm not a one but that would make me resentful i get it no judgment for me I mean, it doesn't sound very christ-like oh, totally. but i get it totally. <laughs> I mean, you know well um, right well yeah here to re- react to this uh this is again wrote back to you ones are terrified of making mistakes they don't like being criticized They're sensitive to criticisms. They're shocked when you tell them that you feel like they've been harshly critical of you.
1: Um, Well, I think, I think that to me makes sense because they already are so critical of themselves that who are you to call something out that one, they haven't thought of maybe like Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. one,
1: they probably already blame themselves for it. Um, And two, that implies that, you know, what's right. And I don't. And if that's the very interesting, that's the core of my personality. Right. That that shakes me. Right. Like that, that rocks me a little bit. So I think I, I can see that perspective of, uh, Oh, if I'm criticizing somebody who's very being (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: to perfect the world, then I am calling the perfecter imperfect.
0: So how do they deal with relationships? I mean, come on, relationships are messy. Imperfect people. I mean, how do they process that?
1: Um, I'll say the ones that I have seen. um, Yeah. Who are in really healthy places. um, Learn to have very intentional grace with themselves, um, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful thing to watch someone process Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: it's typically a very step-by-step process of, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like yeah, it's very beautiful to watch somebody who holds himself to a very high standard look mm. at you and say, I've wronged you and I want mm. to own up to that, mm. and then walk it through and then say, And this is okay, and I hope that you forgive me, and this is not an identity thing.
0: Mm. Uh, and again, they're doing it because it's just the right thing to do.
1: It is the right thing to do. But I so and I will say this with all the Enneagram things the goal of the Enneagram is not for you to become more of the number that you are. It's for you to recognize your tendencies and to learn how to, um, you know, empathize or, um, yeah. Learn how to, to love people well, knowing that that is your tendency. Mm -hmm. So, um, for a one, um, in those moments it's self-talk of, Oh, you don't have to be perfect. Like Mm -hmm. what if, I left that mess there (laughs) and that's a very small picture, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe for me, it's a small picture because (laughs) my mess is always (laughs) everywhere, but no um, comment. Yeah. Like I'm not going to fix that for you or I see that that might fail and I'm going to let it fail. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is a small piece of growth um, versus Mm -hmm. saying who I am is to perfect everything. Therefore, everything in my path Mm -hmm. will be perfect.
0: You know, I think we talked about it in the intro, but remind me: is this nature or nurture? I mean, are you a one because that's part of your DNA? It's how God made you, or are you a one because you you had uh, critical upbringing, or uh, you failed a lot and you and you learned to to be mm-hmm. perfect in order to not be failed or criticized again? Is it nature or nurture?
1: Uh, my understanding is that it's nurture. So all, all yeah. of them refer back to this childhood wound.
0: Mm, um, right right right
1: yeah or like a typical experience or upbringing that may or may not lead to these defense mechanisms of personality
0: mm-hmm. yeah but but again we're saying it's hardwired you're going to die with that that wiring
1: um uh, you will become a
0: three if you're a one you, you know you, well, that's omitting
1: omitting major trauma mm-hmm is again, what I've heard. I am not, not an expert on it, but, um, yeah. Um, they do talk. I mean, I've heard a lot about, um, typically when people are trying to figure out their number, um, Mm -hmm. they try to ask you to consider yourself as a 20 something year old. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's typically when the most, um, expressions of your personality are going to come out the most clearly Mm-hmm. Um and then as you get older and more mature, it's kind of harder to see that because you learn how to function function with people in a healthier way.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, ideally. Sure.
1: Yeah, ideally. Or or you lean towards this pit of unhealth, right? And so you're you might always kind of be leaning on the low side of a number. Mm-hmm.
0: See, I like this because I think in evangelicalism and, and religion in general, we, we we almost imagine people as cookie cutter and you're, you're a three and you need to become a one. Right. And what we're saying is, Oh no, 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 no. You've, you've been, you've been made the way you are by context and birth. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like you said, uh, let's, let's tap into a power, power from God to love other people and be empathetic to don't take yourself so seriously and and uh, and 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 move outward. So it mm-hmm. seems like it's 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 really nice because you're inviting people to come as they are, and mm-hmm. and hope, access a power that's making us each more loving and love uh, receiving uh, able to receive love.
1: I think, in its truest sense, yeah, I think it totally can be used for that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it also, just like anything, can have the danger. and This is more any as a whole, but the danger of becoming a um a box that you become very comfortable in um like this is my number therefore this is how i am
0: this is how i Um, treat people this is this is how i run things right if you don't like it get off the ship
1: right um so for for a one um what would it look like for them to be in a relationship with um with somebody who is messy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um or a relationship with somebody who doesn't own up to the things that they do. And I'm not excusing that behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, but what would that look like? Um, Mm
0: -hmm. well, I mean, life, I mean, you're going to work with messy people. You're going to shop with messy people. You'll get in Ubers with messy people. Mm -hmm. You can't avoid them. Right. So it's, it's, how do you, how do you live? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Road Back to You says that the, in the workplace, ones can actually tend to procrastinate because if they, uh, they're they driven to succeed, they might put off starting a project because they're f- afraid they won't do it perfectly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, fear creeps in, right? Yeah. And that would be the same thing with fear of being criticized, fear of being found out, fear of being messy, fear right. of being human. Uh, it says they they have trouble adapting to change. They have trouble admitting uh, failure. Uh, they would disavow responsibility uh, because it's just too much to admit that that they got it wrong. Hmm. That's a lot of that's a lot of burden to bear, and that yeah. would be unhealthy, right? So we're talking about unhealthy again.
1: Well, and I, I think I don't want to always say this is healthy and this is unhealthy because I think your personality is something that you use to respond to any situation. Right. And so, um, yeah, for someone to respond to crit- criticism, their gut reaction is probably always going to be that first thing. It's, it's the mechanisms that you use after the fact that, that show your growth. Hmm. Um, hmm. I don't yeah. know. And that's a that's total, right. just my opinion thing. I think that's absolutely So I don't right. want to say, yeah. Oh, you're unhealthy. If you're, emoting or if you are sad like no (laughs) that's a good thing like that should be hard for you but the fact that you're choosing to do it is huge yeah
0: yeah yeah, we want to make a distinction distinction between normal right not evil but normal your uh, reactionary behavior that can be destructive yeah and your tendency is here's the fingerprint reactionary behavior it's not good but you know try not to do it It, it, like you said uh, you know, an hour later, you're thinking through it. The the chemicals are down, and you're going, man. You know, I, I need to clean up some things.
1: Yeah. Well, for a one, not clean up some things. <laughs> like, right. Right. Yeah.
0: right. Right. Make make somebody else clean them up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. All or right. So, someone, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh so so pre- preaching the gospel. Uh one of the things we're doing at gospel rand is we're really trying to hammer this into people's head the simple uncluttered gospel. You know it really well. You know, uh Jesus followers and this would include Jesus follower ones. Uh, strictly because of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. God has to love you. He loves you as you are, whether you make a mistake or not, whether you clean up or not, whether you did what was right or wrong. He loves you the same, all because of what Jesus did. He has to love you that much. Uh, You can't mess it up. You can't add to it. You can't subtract from it. And to, to experience this miraculous love for ones, whether they're healthy or unhealthy, uh, all you have to do is ask and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit in you can act, give you access to that power to change you. What would that mean to a one? I mean, what would they hear when they, when I would say something like that? Yeah. What difference would it make?
1: Um, yeah. Well, so my first, I was kind of thinking through this and my first reaction was like, Oh, like ones need to hear. Yeah. That like, <laughs> um, that they are seen as perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. um oh then, yeah yeah god
0: sees them as perfect yeah be something to them
1: which is awesome but then my the cynical side of me goes but no one <laughs> quote one mm-hmm. would believe would that. believe that right like because it's their self-critic and so they are not
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not waiting for someone to say that they're perfect
0: mm-hmm. because
1: nothing they do will ever be Perfect enough, you know. And they of and so, all the
0: types would so, would realize that.
1: Yeah. So I I started thinking of this like other, and maybe this is more like a jaded response, but mm-hmm. um, what if it was a realization that um, God demands perfection? Like He's mm-hmm. this this in you yep. <laughs> is yep. a depiction of God. Like yep. God's standard is so high and there cannot be anything imperfect right like
0: mm-hmm.
1: what if what if it was a sitting in that reality mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. and a humility that comes with that yep. and the oh crap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
0: well, um, God, the, god's the ultimate healthy one
1: yeah exactly um and all the numbers yeah yeah, yeah so definitely, numbers, like, right? god
0: is... except for nines right so sorry, sorry. <laughs> right. um <laughs> yeah but
1: i i think and then and then with with that like yes god demands perfection and yeah. that is that is in god's character and that's why it's in your character like mm-hmm. that is a reflection mm-hmm. of god mm-hmm. um but then also um realization of let's be honest you cannot achieve that Mm -hmm. and so like you striving on your own Mm -hmm. is only ever going to um, leave you disappointed God's not Mm -hmm. but it's going to leave you disappointed and so Mm -hmm. um, yeah the hope that God offers is okay who is perfect
0: that's good Um, right
1: yeah how can you get that resume. How can you be seen as 100% perfect? So I think, um, I think the ultimate prayer Mm. of like, yeah, 401 is, is asking that the Lord silence the inner critic Mm. and you start hearing God's voice towards you of, okay, God, I say I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. you've got to shut that up <laughs> right. because you've also said you're not good enough. Therefore mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. <laughs> so, right. Which is what ones it. do for people
0: all the time. I love it. I love it. Let me, let me simplify it. Can uh, w- would see? Here's the thing. The ones that I know that are hearing this gospel in classes that I teach or to take heart, they have a hard time with the God loves sinful people. God loves people who are not Right. Yeah, but because of Jesus, they have a real hard time with that. It's not like they can't understand it; they're not stupid. It's they're not finding peace in that. Right. And they they're uncomfortable with that, and and their their bent is so. Yeah, but what do we do? Right. Yeah. I get that. Me too. But but for them, it's this immediate knee jerk reaction or defensiveness. Is wait a second? If you tell people to do that, everything is going to get messy. And and mm-hmm. right, I get that concern, too. And yet the gospel is that this God who is the ultimate perfectionist, the ultimate one healthy, he also loves imperfect people because that's all there is. And that's a miracle for any mm-hmm. of us to get. But I think it's a huge miracle for ones.
1: Well, can I can I add a caveat maybe? And this yep. could be heretical. <laughs> I don't think it is, though.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. So, Thanks for tuning in, and yeah. we'll see you next time. <laughs> Go well, ahead.
1: Okay, so this is all, I mean, it's really just word choice, but um, mm-hmm. God.
0: <laughs> oh, this sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So you said it bothers people that God loves imperfect people.
0: Uh, ones, the ones I know, they they okay. really struggle with that.
1: Yes, um, but could you go as far to say <laughs> that it is a problem that God loves imperfect people? Therefore, He made them perfect. Uh, as in, that. as in, God did not just say, great, I am going to love and accept these imperfect people, this humanity. In fact, there are times when God like wept over the fact that he created humanity, right? Like he was like, man is so sinful. Like, oh my goodness.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: he literally was like, great, they are imperfect and I I am perfect. Like this cannot coincide. Right. Therefore, I mean, he sent Jesus.
0: Right. And the then he gave
1: this perfect record. So therefore now when he looks at me, I am perfect.
0: Yeah, in his eyes. That's good. Yep. In no, his eyes. I, I don't think so that's I yours. wouldn't
1: say it's... God loves imperfect people as a simplistic statement. Okay. Two a one. I would say God has given me perfection. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that.
0: But I think Yeah. Yeah, you're being yeah. careful not to step over that line. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, um, that that's a tough one. We have to figure out how to preach the gospel of of what Jesus accomplished right. at the cross to people who are really, really, really concerned about doing right things. And right,
1: and I I will say that that is there's a difference mm-hmm. in that God is not saying everything is right. Like I'm turning a blind right. eye. You know.
0: Right. Um, um, right. Spoken like a one. <laughs> right. I think
1: justification justification like, mm-hmm. yeah there is a difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: um in in how right. it is experienced but mm-hmm. i do think functionally it's that mm-hmm. inner critic like what if that mm-hmm. voice was the voice of god and i truly believed that the lord was looking at me and saying well done my good and faithful servant like right and, if and replaced, I that, replace
0: that critic voice with that voice
1: yeah that would change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how
0: i served <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no i think so okay yeah uh this is difficult and um and maybe for the ones i'm not saying than than the rest of them but but the ones to to feel loved uh when they mess up is probably well it's like all of us we all need a miracle no, you know i get that i'm shame prone so i if it is for me too so uh um yeah how could God love me when right now I'm not loving me? You know, yeah. it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. So I need a miracle that from the Holy Spirit that right now makes me feel, this is Calvin and Luther, It makes me feel that love right now. Um, it's, it's great when it happens. Uh, and I assume so for a one. Okay. Well, uh, we don't want these podcasts to go on forever and ever. So we're going to end it there and uh, pick it up later with the next podcast with uh with the enneagram number two and what's the number two the helper the helper okay all right and again that's neither one of us (laughs) so uh we're gonna have to reach for this one as well right yeah perfect any closing comment seems appropriate
1: (laughs) i'm sorry for
0: all ones (laughs) (laughs) we we should apologize that's right (laughs) Right. The caveat is, you know, anything that we said that that you th- were offended by, we deny. So, thank you, man. You <laughs> can't prove we said it. I, I, I would like to apologize for everything that Allie said uh, ahead ahead of time. <laughs> oh, all right, hey, All right. Thank you, Allie. Um, all right. I'm going to stop recording now. And uh, podcast w- listeners, we will see you next time on Gospel Rants.